Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving. I'm hosting another one, Loving That Sports Talk today. And it's good to be in the studio. Uh, Actually, uh, good to be inside from that hot weather and a dust storm that Arizona had here the other day. So, you know, it's a good thing to be in here. There's a lot of sports we're going to talk about today, different things, Major League Baseball. We're going to talk about the NFL lockout. And we're going to, uh, there's no base basketball, so, you know, they got a lockout, so we won't get into that right away. But I like, you know, we're going to have a good little guest. We're going to have some good guests on today. We're going to have Thomas Lewis calling in. He's formerly um player for the Bears. So all you Bears fans out there. Giants. He was drafted by the Giants. And we're going to have a young man, Dominique Kennebrew. Uh, young man is um, in college. He's going to be playing arena football. We're going to get his insights on, you know, how it is, you know, uh, playing in arena football, trying to make it into the uh, NFL. So it's going to be a great show. Glad to be back on the show. You know, uh, it's great to talk about sports, you know, and everything around sports, you know, the safety of sports. And get the message out to the young kids about, you know, how important it is um, health-wise, fitness-wise, and mentally-wise to be, you know, able to play this game of sports and to maneuver your way through life, you know. So we get started, you know, there's a lot of things going on. Um, I see that um, one is that the NFL lockout, you know, there's no progress, you know. All you guys out there know, talked about every day, you know, what's going to go on. There will be football. Definitely there'll be football. So everybody out there panicking, you know, there won't be football. But I think the players and the owners will come together and decide, you know, on the numbers, you know, because basically all it is is a number game. You know, what side get more money? And as we know, players and, you know, the fans don't know, the owner's always going to win that, that battle, you know. So it's always going to be more money that the owners get. But the players... And I agree with what they're fighting for. They're fighting for more health insurance after they're done playing, a little bit more money, and they want to see how much money the owners are making, you know. I mean, it's only fair. Show them how much money you're making, and then they'll, they don't mind taking the cut. They're giving the owners more of the money, but they want to know how much they make it, you know. Don't just tell them you're making this amount and it's more. Or don't tell them it's less and it's, you know, really more. Tell them it's more and it's really less. I think that sounded kind of crazy, didn't it? 
but you know it's a great thing you know uh preseason should become well training camp starts at the end of july so i don't think you know, by the end of july they have a deal but i think by the first week of august there should be some kind of deal in place and you know miss a couple of preseason games which as fans know Sometimes it's too, you know, we'd rather get into the regular season than watching all these preseason games where you get players that really you don't know that's trying to make the team. You want to see the players that you know, the superstars, as you would put it, see them play and get the season on. So I think by the first week of August, we should have um, agreement between the owners and the players on football, be back on, you know, get one or two preseason games in and then. NFL season's on rock and roll football. Here we go. You know, I definitely got to talk about my Eagles, you know, looking better. We would hope my Eagles, no one Eagles fan, would come along and, you know, have a better season than they had last year. You know, we got Michael Vick back, you know, maybe this year, you know, a little bit more games and a little bit more playing time now. We could get the season. He could get better and improve himself, you know. He's been on the football for two years before he came back last year, so... That's going to be good to see him, you know, get back and bring my Eagles fans, you know. Bring that Eagle thing back and get those Dallas Cowboy fans out there and beat them. That's what we're trying to beat. If anything, I want them to beat the Cowboys twice. That will make my year. You know, they could lose every game, but as long as they beat the Cowboys, I'm fine with that. So I know a lot of people out there listening, you know, Cowboy fans. It's not going to happen this year. But as we're moving on, you know, there's a... Um, Injuries in football, as we talk about every week, you know, is, is important. So, and when I like to get like the younger kids, and not younger, I won't say young kids, young adults that's coming along, and how it is important for them to, to stay injury free, which is kind of hard, but if you work at it with your good dieting and good exercising and proper training, you can minimize your injury. So, we have a young man on there, Dominique Kinnebrew. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing today? I'm doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing good. You know, I was talking to everybody before you got on, but let me give them a little background about you. Um, you're 6'2", right? 6'2", yes. 240. 40 pounds. Okay, you play outside linebacker in DN. Yes, sir. And you went to Elizabeth City Historic Black College, am I right? Yes, sir. Well, go ahead and get a list a little bit more about yourself, Dominic. Man, uh, rather right now, I was just playing in arena football, uh, for the Stockton Wolves, little small arena team in um, Western Indoor, Indoor Football Association. And um, as of right now, I'm on the practice uh, squad of uh, the San Jose Sabercats. So that's what's going on with me um, right now. And Dominic, I got a lot of questions for you today, so I hope you're ready for them. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> One, we'd like to definitely give a good shout-out to um, your dad, um, Chuck Kennebrew. He's been on my show a couple of times, and I'm fortunate enough to play against him and to play with him. You know, okay. just tell us just a, just a little bit about your dad, you know. Oh, man, he, he, he's uh, the reason why I'm here today, you know. He's a great mentor, great father. You know, he helped me get to where I'm at now, coaching me along the way. You know, um, a, a lovable guy, pretty much. But that's really pretty much the sum of him right there. You know, easy to get along with, easy to understand. You know, uh, basically, without him, I wouldn't be the man I am today. 
Uh, and you know what? I know him personally, too. And, like, uh, without him, I wouldn't be the person I am today, like you say. And, you know, the great things he helped us, you know. So enough with your dad. We're going to talk about you in football now. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, before um, you got on the show, I don't know if you heard, um, I'd like the, the younger generation to know how important it is, one, to stay injury-free. What do you do to stay injury-free? Or, you know, you try and stay, but injuries can happen, but you can prevent some of them. Yeah, uh, I do. What I do really is stretch. Um, you have to. You have to stretch. That that pre- helps prevent the injuries tremendously because it gets all the the tightness out of the muscles. You know, make sure you're nice and loose before you work out. You have to uh, proper training, of course. Um, the diet is a big key, also, and mental mentally prepare yourself. You know, what I'm saying you don't want to go in there not mentally prepared because. When you're unprepared mentally, anything is likely to happen. But if you're preparing yourself mentally for what you're getting ready to do, it's like you already see it happening, and it just happens the way you want it to. So I mentally prepare. I stretch. I eat pretty much. You don't want to say right or healthy because there's no, you know, everybody's right and healthy is different. So right. you know, just make sure you construct your diet the way you want it and uh, and it's needed for your body. And then you just basically you have to you have to train hard. You don't want to train too hard where you're forcing yourself to get injured, but you want to train hard enough to where you're getting the work. Now, Dominic, I'm glad you said that. When you say train hard, explain a little bit more to, you know, the young guy what you mean train hard. But what I'm taking in you mean is saying you got to be out there focused. Am I right? Yes, you gotta focus. Be- uh, all kidding aside, you have to be one person off the field and one person on the field. You can't be that same joker that's on off the field joking around with everybody. When it's time to work, and st- once you step on that field, you need to hit a switch and say, it's, it's time to get money, time to go hard and uh, focus on everything that I'm doing right now. All the jokes are aside. Now, you know, when you go out there, is practice important? A lot, a lot of people say, oh, I play better when I'm in the game. Isn't it you do the same with practice and the game, Dominic? Um, work practice ethic. is very important. I mean, it, it starts with the work ethic. You know, you can only get better by practicing. If you just say, I'm going to show up for the game, you're not better in yourself. You know, that's what practice is for, is to get better yourself before the game. So you're preparing for the game. So you're actually getting better every day. That's what practice is for. Practice is, uh, they say practice makes perfect, but nobody's perfect. But practice does make improvements, though. Um. Have you ever felt that you let yourself down, Dominic, when you were working out in the game that you didn't go all out on the play? And if you did, what did you do to make up for that? Yeah, I actually have felt that way. and I have a recent experience, actually. It was um, one of the practices with the um, Sabre Cats. I felt that I didn't give my all. I didn't feel like I uh, left everything out there on the field like I usually do. And I, and I felt it in my performance. You know, So what I did, I, I sat myself down mentally. You know, sat there and just thought about everything that went on in the practice, what I did wrong, why wasn't I, uh, why wasn't I pushing myself on those particular plays? What, what was it? Was I tired? Was I just not feeling like it? And I just sat myself down, really just thought about it. And then I just said to myself, I'm going to, I made a, basically a pact to myself saying, I'm going to push myself harder. I'm going to make sure I leave everything out there on the field, every play of the game. Give, um, give more than 100% because that's what makes you, that's what gets you noticed. You know, especially at the professional league, you don't want to fit in, you want to stand out mm-hmm. because standing out is how you get, get the contract to get on the team. But fitting in is just, okay, he's just another practice player. 
you know what, Dominic? Maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel that when you get injured, when you don't give your all. Do you agree with that? Or oh, you... I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, for the most part, some people give too much and mm-hmm. get injured, but those the other injuries, yeah, if you don't give your all, it's, you, it's a high chance of you getting injured. Because everybody else is giving their all out on the field, and you're the only one not, so you might you have a high chance of getting injured. And have you ever been injured, Dominic? I mean, I won't put no. Um, I have never had a serious injury. Okay. Now the little injuries that you had, little knickknacks, sprain, like little you work knacks that I just, I, I, like most of the time, I have a nick or a knack, but I won't say anything about it. I just keep it and keep keep rolling or put right. tape on it and keep rolling. Because I, me personally, I feel that if I'm injured, I feel like it, and there's somebody knows, I feel like that's a weakness and then they attack my weakness or, you know, it's, I don't know. Some people call me stubborn, you know, cause I don't want to report an injury or sprained finger or a fractured finger or anything. I just tape it up and just keep rolling with the punches. Okay. Hey, Dom, you got your dad blood. You ain't stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> you got your dad blood, you know, he used to laugh at us when we was playing. We had this red shirt on that was injured that we couldn't tackle. He's like, Take that shirt off. <laughs> but, you know, that's your dad. And like you say, you know, um, when you're out there, you want to give your all. You, you look past those injuries, and you play with those right. injuries. Right. So is there another story that did you play with injuries? I mean, like one that, let's say, like your tackler and your hand was hurt. Did you play with one of those injuries? Oh, oh yeah. I, um, this happened maybe a couple years ago at my junior college. I went to San Joaquin Delta College. And um, first, it was the first game of the season. I had made a tackle. It was maybe the third quarter. I made a tackle, and as I was tackling, my teammate came in with his face mask, and it just smashed my finger. Like, I couldn't bend it. I couldn't move it. It was just, like, throbbing, pain, pain. And But the the, the Kimbro in me, I'm going to say, <laughs> uh, told me, hey, go back on the field. Just put some tape on it. Just keep dumping in the ice and just go back out there. You know, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing but a jammed finger. You know, so I finished the game. And let alone, I had a fractured finger. I couldn't bend it. It was my fractured, my joint was fractured. And uh, so I played the whole season without, with, with just tape on the finger, not knowing, you know what I'm saying, nothing, not, not knowing what's wrong with my finger. I just played the whole season. As much as it was killing me, I couldn't bend it. I couldn't really take take a hit on it. And it was just throbbing pain. I just pushed it around, you know, and just said, I'm going to go out there and play football. I'm not going to let that uh, stop me from playing. That's good, Don. Well, Don, we're going to hear more stories uh, about you in a minute. We're going to take a break, and uh, we'll be right back. we got Dominique Kinborough on the line, and then we have another guest when we come back. So we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports... sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. 
Tired of the same mundane talk radio show? Boring opinions and people not knowing or telling the truth? Tune into The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. This show is brought to you by two men who know the good, the bad, and the ugly of professional sports. Josh and Otis's experience and careers in the NFL give them access to the inside information and a reason to have a candid opinion. Tune into the Voice America Sports Channel Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific. The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. It's more than sports talk. It's a way of life. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. I'm back host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like I said, you know, it's a great day in Phoenix. Glad to be back. Um, just like put a shout out to Sydney uh, with the Dolphins. Had a great, unbelievable time. It was, it was unbelievable to see how she played with the Dolphins and had so much fun, and it was it was great. But get back to the show. Um, um, Tommy, we got a call on. Thomas Lewis, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Thomas, how you doing today? What's up? Not much. Good to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, Tom, I got Dominic on the phone. He played arena ball. But before I get started, I'd like you to talk to him and him to ask you questions. But, um, Tom, tell everybody where you played, you know, when you came out. And and I hate what you've already said about the Giants, but go ahead. <laughs> hey, I can't help it. That's the blue team. That's what we do. We we crush that green. So on the, on the good side, so uh, I was drafted by the New York Giants. Um, 1994, I was the 25th uh, pick overall in the first round. Uh, play wide receiver, punt returner, kickoff returner uh, for the G-Men. That's for the, for the Giants. But Thomas, um, Dominic played arena. He was t- we was talking about hard work ethic. How was it when you came in um, with that hard work that you put in? Well, you know, I mean, I tell that to a lot of the kids now today. Is that um, you know what are you doing? What are you doing differently that separates you from everybody else? Everybody has a goal. Everybody has. Um, a challenge that they want to face in their life that they want to overcome. But what are you doing differently in your life to separate you from the other three million, three million kids in the country that wants to be a wide receiver, NFL wide receiver? And I told them every single day when you look at yourself in the mirror, figure what that is. I mean, is it that you're, you know, you're lifting more weights? Are you running heels? Are you, are you um, applying yourself to your schoolwork? What are you doing differently? Because people who are truly successful in life, whether they're a doctor, whether they're a CEO, they are the people that are unique, and they're the people who have basically sacrificed themselves 
at a younger age to basically make sure that in the in the future um, they could be successful. So for me, you know, that's all it was about. I never thought I was the fastest. I never thought I was the strongest. I never thought I was the tallest kid. But one thing you can never tell me is that someone was going to outwork me. And so every single day when I went out to practice, even though on my high school team and on my peewee team, everybody would say, well, he's the best player. Well, I never thought that. And even when I got to the point where I knew I was pretty decent, I still said now instead of, you know, comparing myself to other people or some of my other teammates, I would then have to challenge myself against myself. So how do I get better every day? Well, yesterday I ran 10 100s, you know, in this particular time. Today I'm going to run 11 in this particular time. The next day I'm going to run 12. So, you know, every day for a professional athlete to be the best they they are going to be in their careers as well as what it takes to get there is basically you're going to get to a point where you're not only competing against everybody else but you're competing against yourself and even once you get to that point as you know day by day you know they're bringing in somebody else trying to be faster somebody trying to be stronger somebody trying to be better but usually what keeps a player in the league for a long period of time is that work ethic so once it's instilled into you that's something that like they say with education you can never take away well you can't take away the, the will to win the will to work hard the will to be the best so for me that's what it was all about you know going outside running stadium stairs at you know four o'clock in the morning when everybody else is asleep in the snow right you know you can't even see the steps you just basically know where you got to put your foot um to get up to the top freezing cold rain didn't matter you know, it wasn't going to stop my regiment. So I knew I was doing more than the next guy to get to where I wanted to be in my goal. And, you know, what? Nothing. there was nothing going to be in my way that was going to stop me. What do you think of that, Dominic? Man, I want to know what it takes to get out of that comfortable, that comfortable zone. You know, when you feel like you're better than the competition, what does it take to just say, okay, I'm better than the competition, but... I'm gonna keep working so I can keep the competition beneath me. What what does it take to like what what methods of of work did you do to get get out of that zone? Go ahead, Thomas. Well, I would always this is that's funny that you asked that question because once I got to a point where it was it, even like college, you know, I, I knew if I got man to man, nobody can cover me, and that's what I tell my kids now. You know, and, and man to man, you got a defensive back that's off of you you should win 10 out of 10 times because you know your technique. You understand where you're going before he does, and the only way he's going to be able to cover you is if you show him. And so um, my thing, what I would do, is I would always make different challenges. So, like, you know, punt returns. When they would punt the ball, it was so easy for me to get under. You know, I had enough speed where I can get to the ball real quick. I can get under the ball. I can set underneath and, and make the catch. So every day... Instead of just saying, okay, I'm going to do the same repetition, I'm going to run to the ball, I'm going to go over there, I'm going to catch it, what I would do is I would do a backflip and then I would roll on the ground and then get up and try to find the ball and then try to get there. So it, it, that's one thing I was working against myself to challenge myself better because just say in that circumstance where we're in Chicago and it's the Windy City, and that ball gets up in the air, and it's swerving around, and, you know, my team needs me to catch this punt for field position, I'm going to be prepared for that. I mean, I'm prepared for perfect circumstances, but what happens in the unperfect circumstance? What happens when maybe my guy hits me and knocks me off balance, and I still got to make this catch? So it was the same thing 
that I did in challenging myself against other opponents and not being complacent because I always knew that at the end of the day, there was going to be a situation, there was going to be a challenge where it's not going to be the norm and somebody is going to be better. Somebody is going to be stronger. Somebody is, or I may be injured. You know, I may have a broken foot, which I played against Philadelphia and roasting them for 177 yards. But um, even with that being the case, I mean, I went out there and played with a broken foot and still had 177 yards in receptions because I had practiced to be better than the norm. So I always challenge myself in those regards and always put myself in situations that was not typical, was not normal, and I always gave myself a handicap. So when I rolled on the ground and did the backflip before I cut, caught the punt, that was giving myself a handicap um, to make it harder for me to do what I would normally do. And that was the same thing with running routes or the same thing as, um, you know, catching balls. I would always do something that would make it harder for me. I would tape um, all my fingers together so I couldn't spread my hands apart. So I would tape them all together so when I was running across the middle and the ball was coming, I had to make sure I focused completely on the ball because I didn't have the strength in my hands to be able to squeeze the wall to stop it and control it. So all those different things I would do on a daily basis just to challenge myself, um, but to put my situations where when it wasn't the norm, I would still be able to compete. Well, you know what time he said that in Dominique, when when I was playing, you know, always, you know, a young man that played, I'm not a young man, but I know if you know him, um, Thomas, Jimmy Giles, he played tight end, and he told mm -hmm. me every time he caught the ball, he didn't just stop and turn around and come back to the huddle. He ran an extra 50-yard sprint, mm -hmm. you know, and that extra push pushed him more. And like what you were saying, Dominic, have you, I always thought, Thomas, I don't know you think, that I was the best. I didn't mm -hmm. think nobody's better than me. I always had that mentality to think that, you know. I'm better than this person, even though that person might not, I might not have been better than but that made me work harder to be better than, you know what I'm saying? Am I right for that saying that? Right. Yeah, good? and I agree, too. I mean, it's, you know, I've, I've played against a lot of great players um, in my time, and, you know, every time I went out on that field, I always knew I was better. I just, like, you know, I don't care what kind of accolades he has. I don't care if he's all pro. It doesn't really matter. I'm better than him, and I'm going to beat him every single time. And it's up to my quarterback to get the ball to me, but I'm going to be open. So, yeah, I mean, that's just you have to have that mentality in playing at the next level. It can't be a, uh, a admiration for a player. It can't be um, an inferiority complex for a player. You're just like, wow, that's so-and-so. You know, he's he's been in nine Pro Bowls. So what? Right, you know, right. I'm on I agree with you on that. You know? Yeah, I agree with so, you on that because I mean, a lot of play. I think a lot of players when they get ready to go to the next level, is they they get away from what it really is. It's really, it's football. No matter what mm -hmm. level it is, no matter what competition, it's still football. It's all the same. Yep. Everything's just a little bit. It might be a little faster. It might be a little players might be a little bigger, but it all comes down to the the same concept. It's football. Let's play football. Yep. So right. that's what a lot of people I think get away from. They get all into oh he's getting paid more money there, but when it all comes down to it, we're all on the same field playing the same game. Yeah, I mean you take even you take Marina's football. Um, you know you take Kurt Warner, who obviously comes from that that era. He comes into obviously pro football and tears it up. You know, right? So I mean it's and you you take a lot of the guys that come from Canada. 
you know, guys go over to Canada, they play in Canada. See, the, the NFL, college football, all of that is all about being at the right place at the right time as well. I mean, I, I was blessed to be in a situation where I went to University of Indiana. I had Trent Green as my quarterback. You play with I had Trent. two real good receivers that was with me. I had a good offensive line. I had uh, a first-round tailback, went to the pros, which was Von Dunbar. So being in, at, on a team sport, um, you need other compliments to be successful. So I, I usually tell a lot of people what they don't understand. They're like, well, you know, so-and-so, he's you know just great. He's the best player. Well, is he's in the right system. He's in the right system, and he's a good player. And that's what a lot of people don't understand is that's a big part, intricate part of picking where you want to go, going to college or in high school. But at the same time, when you go to the pros, even guys who are free agents, understanding the concepts and the systems that play to your abilities, um, and at the same time, having the staff around you to be able to execute, execute um, that system. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, systems a lot of times make players because you have a team that can get it done. And that's the ultimate thing about football is a team sport. It's not track. I mean, I can't go out there and just outrun you in the 4-4-40. But in football, it's all about can the quarterback get you the ball? Can the offensive line block for the quarterback so you can run the deep route? Is your uh, running back going to pick up that side adjust as well as that blitz protection um, as they come in? So it's, it takes all of those people to make you're successful. So... Well, what we're going to do, guys, um, we're going to come out and ask you a question, Dominic, and I'm going to ask you one, too, uh, Thomas, you know, because um, it'd be different because I know you play in the arena ball now, Dominic, and, and Thomas, you play in the NFL, and you've been there and seen how it is at that level. Like Dominic says, it's all football. Yep. So what I would like to ask you, Thomas, what you might want to think about before we come back from break is when you at that level, do you relax and just keep or do you maintain what you're doing or do you feel like, you know, you're, you're – you know, because when I got there, I relaxed, you know, and I didn't work as hard or do as more because I was here. Mm-hmm. I was there, I mean. You know, and Dominic, when you like in the arena, what is it going to take for him, Thomas, to get to, you know, another level in the NFL? So we'll take a quick break, and we got Dominic Kim- Kimbrough on the line, and then we got Thomas Lewis. So this is James Loving. We'll be right back. <laughs> flagship station for sports voice america sports have we got a high energy all access sports show for you it's outside the huddle starring lemond williams each week join lemond as he takes callers discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, back with Loving That Sports Talk. And like we said, we had a couple questions for Thomas Lewis and um, Dominique. And I like to put them um, out there for the listeners. I am personally know um, Thomas. And if I would have known, you know, a lot about what Thomas is telling me now, I think my career would have been a little bit further. So I want to thank you, Thomas, for what you're telling me. Maybe it can help with the younger kids. You know what I mean, Thomas? Yeah, no, I, <clears throat> I appreciate that. And, I mean, you know, even the question that you asked me, Go ahead. Very you can pertinent. Ask. Go ahead. Um, I mean, in what you said, because you know, as I look back, I, I I will admit I hate saying this, but you know, when I finally got there to the big leagues, um, you know, I did the same thing. I mean, I got there and and I did relax. You know, my first year in the league, I was like, man, you know, I worked so hard, I've done everything, I've I've paid my dues, and now I'm finally here, and I was drafted in the first round, so. I had some security, unlike, you know, a lot of guys who are drafted later in the rounds or even guys who are free agents. You know, they had already paid me, you know, up front, you know, a portion of money. So I, I knew I had some security there. Um, so And I didn't feel like I had to prove much because I was drafted in the first round. So I know I, I'm the guy who they want. But with that being said, um, you know, obviously that was probably, I would say, the detriment to my career is that, you know, I was used to running stadium stairs. I was used to working out all year round. I was used, used to actually always pushing myself harder than the, other, the next guy. And that's exactly what I was saying earlier about, you know, what takes that next step of being um, the best in your position, being a pro bowler, to being a Hall of Famer, is doing what the next man typically does not do. And that's what I would say a good majority of the guys get to. They feel hey, we've reached the pinnacle, we've reached where we want to go, and that's not it. Getting to the league is, is not the end, right? That's the beginning to the end. And so if you get there and then now you say, okay, I've, I've reached it, I've arrived, I've, I feel entitled, and now you shut it down, that's the players that don't continue to have success and don't continue to go on to the Pro Bowls and don't continue to go on to, um, you know, the Hall of Fame. Like <clears throat> I remember um, was a awakening call for me uh, Aeneas Williams, um, we were doing a training camp with the Cardinals, uh, a neutral location, and, you know, it's burning hot and we're tired and whatever not. And, you know, finally after we start take, stop taking on the reps as the starters, then, you know, we got some time to basically sit in the back and watch the guys behind us take some reps, drink some water. 
And every time we would get our break, he would go and do sit-ups and push-ups and up-downs. And I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> what are you doing? You know, you you taking all these reps, killing yourself. Then as soon as we stop and got a chance to get a break, you're doing up-downs, sit-ups, and push-ups, right? right? And I'm thinking, what is he doing? But, you know, the realization was that's what makes good players great, right? I was satisfied of being good. Hey, I was good. I got here. I'm a first-rounder. But what makes me great, right? And that's why I talk about being unique, um, that second effort and giving more. And, you know, talking to Dominique, you know, being in the Arena League and what it takes to get to the next level from there, I mean, I think from any standpoint of a coaching standpoint, management standpoint, um, business CEO standpoint, everybody's looking for the same thing. They have upper-level talent that they're trying to figure out how do we push them to new heights. They've reached success. They are making so much money. You know, they are the top of the top in their class. How do we keep them growing, right? Because, you know, if you look at any company, any large business, the top guys, they get to a point and they plateau. And they plateau because they've, they feel like they've reached where they want to be. They're comfortable. How do you keep those, keep those guys pushing and moving forward? So, in, you know, basically like the Rocky movie, the, the Eye of the Tiger, you're hungry. But with Dominique, the biggest thing is this, is at the end of the day, you have to be perfect. And obviously we know no one's perfect, but it's the illusion of being perfect. So every time you're running a, a route or, or whatever position that you play, every time you're doing your position, even if you are not in the play, even if you're not um, a part of the play, you're beating your guy man-to-man every single time. And even when you do get beat, and sometimes that's going to happen, you don't take it. You keep coming. You know, you get beat by this guy. You don't just lay on the ground after he beats you and be, like, pouting and upset. You keep coming. You, he knocks you down, you get back up. He knocks you down again, you get back up. And what teams usually will see in that is this is a person that will never quit. He has, they call it a motor, right? You hear this a lot. John Madden says a lot, hey, this guy has a high motor, right? He, he may not be the most athletic. He may not be the strongest, but he goes every single play and every single down. Right, and that's that's the endurance part. So I can have a guy that's a super athlete, that's super fast and super quick, but he can only give me ten plays. I want that guy that can give me fifty, right? Because ten plays, this guy's going to win, but the other forty, my guy's going to win. So law of averages, if I got more better plays than this guy does, then we're going to win the game. So th- what most scouts are looking for, what most teams are looking for. Is a guy that's going to never quit, that's going to go every single down, and he's going to make the plays that nobody else is going to make because he's always working hard. So that's the key, I think, to moving from where you are to the next level is being able to show that on film every single play, every single down, every single game, every single season. And then that's how you get noticed because people are just like, dang, this kid is like everywhere, always. And so I've seen guys, I, I had a guy that got drafted, well, picked up on our team exactly that way. He was from, I don't even, it was a real small school, and he went to a combine workout with um, some other players that was highly rated or whatever not, ran all these routes, um, ran a good 40, 
Um, and they said, this kid just never quits. He never stops, no matter what. He just showed up to places. So, I mean, I, that's going to be the biggest key because, obviously, NFL has a lot of choices. Everybody wants to be an NFL football player. So, I mean, you have to separate yourself by being unique. And that's not going to be jumping the highest, jumping the fastest, because they'll always find somebody who can do that better. There's always going to be a kid that's going to run a faster 40. I ran a 4.2940. That was the fastest time when I ran it. It's been beat since then. I don't know how many times. You're always going to find somebody faster, somebody stronger, somebody bigger. But you can never find somebody that will never stop. So Hmm. that's just like that 99-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, you can have a lot of long passes in, in the career of NFL football, but nothing can be longer than 99 yards. It's the same right. thing. You can never find any nothing that's better than a kid that will never quit. Go ahead, Dominique, with your question. What was the, can you repeat the question for me one more time? <laughs> I got so wrapped up with um, Ty was saying, you know, because it all fell back on me, too, and what I did it um in Philly, so you know what Thomas said was was like man, like me living my life over when I was there. So, but um, the question to you, Dominic, is you at the arena now? What do you want to do now? You, I know you want to go in the NFL, you know, but how are you taking steps to to get there mentally and physically? Well, since this is my first year out of college in a in a, in a professional at at the professional level, I'm just really taking it in stride. I'm trying to understand what the politics are and how, how the whole professional level works. You know, I know it's a faster game. You have to go, basically, you have to coach on the run, get coached on the run when you're thrown into the, uh, just thrown in the middle of the season when you're not picked up to be getting on the season. So you don't get the opportunity to go to, through training camp. So you're trying to basically learn on the run and just, they're just throwing you in the, into the wolves. So what, right now for me, I'm just, um, I'm basically just trying to learn, learn uh, what I what I need to do now, and get a, an experience, get the experience factor going. Because I hear a lot of uh, people are looking for, they're not looking for like free agents that are just straight from college. They want a little bit of experience. So I'm trying to understand and get that knowledge down, so I can have that experience and know what to expect when I do go into a training camp. Know what to do, what not to do. You know. So basically, I'm really just trying to learn. I told myself if I have to start from the bottom of the stairs and have to build my way up to the top, then I'll do that, and nothing's gonna stop me from doing that. And and, and, and that's some great stuff, you know. Do you? I know uh, that's a stupid question. You want to make it to the NFL? Everybody know that. Yes. You know <laughs> that is a stupid <laughs> question. But you know, was that always your your dream, or did you like you know? My my dream has been to play for the NFL. I want to play in the NFL so all my family can come see me watch. That they come come watch me play. That that's been my dream for a long time, you know. And it and it, it became more of a reality when I was in college and and it was just so close. And I was so close to obtaining these goals. And it 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 really sunk in and see how like all dreams don't come the way you want them to you know it's right. always a, a route that you have to go it's not just going to happen just the way you see it all the time you know you might have you might get thrown off course and have to build your way up and i'm seeing that now and that's the route that i have that ha- that has happened to me i'm building my i have to uh basically walk up the stairs you know so and it, it's different but it's my dream you know and i'm gonna uh pursue it until i can't pursue it anymore you back, Thomas? Now, see, we dropped you, boy. You back? Yeah, I'm back. I, I heard a little bit. I mean, I think one of the things I wanted to comment on. You know, he said it outright. I mean, well, early. Um, he said he's learning the politics, which 
<laughs> I mean, by you understanding that that's part of the game, this early on in your career is huge because I had no idea <laughs> of the politics, of the networking, um, all of that. I just came in thought it was just like college, hey, this is football, we're going to have some fun, we're going to win some games, and I just come in and perform. But when you get into the league and the professional levels, you're exactly right. Um, almost politics takes precedence over everything else. And understanding how to uh, network, um, positioning yourself, um, and understanding what's expected of you through the political side of it. I mean, everybody has a job, and everybody's job is, is really counted upon another person. So your general manager, he makes a decision to draft you in the first round. His job is on the line. You don't pan out. They're like, okay, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to do your job, right? So with that being said, same thing with the coaching. Hey, general manager also picks the coach. Coach says to the general manager, this is my system. This is how I'm going to win games. Then he turns around and says, okay, well, I need this amount of players and these type of players to play in my system. He tells the general manager, draft this kid. Okay, great. I drafted this kid, which has got my neck on the chopping blocks. But this kid doesn't pan out, but you need him for your system. So guess who's going to get fired too? You're getting fired as well. Mm-hmm. So all the pressure from, you know, from the top all the way down to the bottom is a multi-billion-dollar business where it's chess pieces. You know, everybody is a chess piece, and it, everybody as a team works together to obviously conquer the game. And so understanding the politics of the game and who you need to talk to, who you need to network with, who you need to develop is huge, and I didn't understand that. Day one I came in, I truly didn't understand that, and I tell younger guys now, that's the first thing you need to start doing because once you get into the professional leagues, just like in business, it's all about understanding how to network, how to develop, how to position yourself, and understanding your window of opportunity. Your body can only do this job for so long. So with that being said, what's my window of opportunity, and how do I most efficiently take advantage of that? And so is that by me going to the New York Giants and having owners that not only own football teams, but they own other multi-billion dollar businesses. They have connections with multi-billion dollar industries and other people. So should I use my athletic ability of my relationship of getting on with this team? Obviously, they like me. They draft me number one. Um, should I just stay down in the locker room and just hang out with my football players? Or should I go upstairs in the front office on my way in from into the practice every day, say hello to some of the people in the administration, some of the people in the marketing, some of the people in the um, corporate liaison? Should I, when the, I see the owner walking around, should I strike up a conversation with him, develop a rapport so he knows the face and the name and the person behind that? Because one day my body is not going to allow me to do what I really love to do, which is play football. But what is my window of opportunity life after football? And how am I going to utilize all of these great avenues? I would have never met that owner that owns Home Depot if I wasn't drafted as an NFL player. But now I'm drafted as an NFL player, which gives me the opportunity to talk to this dude every day. And if I don't take advantage of that, that's my fault. You know, that's the politics and the networking that all players need to understand that football is not the end game. That's not your end career. 
So going into it, understanding that, leverage that, utilize that to catapult you for life after football because football is only a window of opportunity. It's how you maximize it while you're there. You know, Thomas uh, and Dominic, we, we're not going to take a break, so we're just going to go all the way to the close. So I think we got like eight minutes left. So, well, I want to ask you, Dominic, you know, um, if you got questions for Thomas, but I want to ask you, you talking to the younger kids, you know, um, what would you say to them? And then I'm going to come back to you, Thomas, you know, what would you say, you know, because you get two different. You played, Thomas, in there, and you coming up to play. So what would you say, Dominic? I would say that just keep working hard, never give up. Don't let nobody try to take you off the path that you want to go. You know, it's all it's all up to you. You have the power to do what you want to do. And if, if, if pursuing football is what you want to do, then go, by all means, go all out for it. Hard work pays off. If you don't work hard, you won't get what you want. So, you know, nothing comes easy. Successful doesn't mean it's just going to be handed to you. Successful comes with hard work and lots and lots of mental preparation. Well, Thomas, are you talking to the youngest and fleshy to dominate? What would you say? I mean, because I had some um, kids in school that was here last week, Thomas, and they were just got out of high school and they just signed one sign with Utah State, another sign with. What would you tell them, Thomas? I mean, I'm learning a lot from you, Thomas. I'm like, why? where were you at when I was coming along to play this <laughs> game, Thomas? <laughs> I would have played more than two. They put a couple more years in. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the biggest thing that I always tell most of the kids is that really, just like Dominique was saying, at the end of the day, is nobody else is going to get you there except for you. If somebody else cares more about your success than you do, you'll always be the one um, left behind. So just like I said early on that I tell my kids on a daily basis, hey, what are what makes you unique? And and that's true. What makes you unique? You look at a Beyonce. What makes Beyonce unique? Beyonce has a great voice, but I mean, I tell you, who had uh, Shanice had a beautiful voice um, growing up, but she wasn't unique. She had a beautiful voice, but that's all that she had. Beyonce is a total package because she is unique. You know, she's very attractive, right? She's a good businesswoman, and at the same time. She continually reinvents herself. So what we were just talking about, challenging yourself, right? She already knows she's one of the best female artists, but she continues to challenge herself, reinvent herself moving forward. So for most kids, what I try to emphasize to them is understand what your foundation is first. What is your foundation, right? Once you've understood what your foundation is and you've planted yourself in that foundation, you cannot be moved, right? You can be swayed here, you can be swayed there, but your foundation is never cracked, is never moved. Once you establish what your foundation is and what you want to do and what you seek to achieve, right, and you know that this is who you are inside, nobody can change that, then you know it's all up to you to go out and get it. I knew for myself, coming out of Akron, you know, from a pretty poor family, I said, hey, if I want something better in life, then it's got to be me who's going to go get it. And it's my life to go get it for. So the biggest thing is understanding everything around you. I mean, we talking, we're talking about football, um, and we're talking about athletics and, and just working real hard, but there's so many other things that go into that. And that's why I started my foundation, which was the Thomas Lewis Glavin Foundation, which 
basically tries to help kids not become Proposition 48s or have to go to prep schools or JCs because they don't pass, they don't have the core curriculum or the grades. There's nothing in high school that teaches these kids what they need as far as core curriculum or what they need to do as far as prep, uh, preparation for ACT or SAT testing. And I'm going to say this for inner city schools. The outer schools, the suburban schools, they have that. But for most of the individuals that where I've come from, um, they don't. So it's a total package. You have to not only have the athletic ability, um, the, the work ethic to drive, but you also have to have, you know, your grades. And that's the element that most kids, unfortunately, even today, still leave out. They're not taking care of the grade side of it because, I mean, most people think, hey, football is easy, learn a couple plays. I don't know about you, James, but when I walked into the Giants, they gave me two books. Both of them was about six inches thick, and each page had about seven plays on it, front and back. So, <laughs> yeah. And they told me I had to know that by the next day. They did. And I was like, no way. But that's what it means to be a professional. you doing something that other people are not willing to do. And that's what it all comes down to. you sacrificing now as a teenager. You're not out at the parties. You're not out at the clubs. You're not hanging out at the mall. That's what I tell my daughter. You're not hanging out at the mall with your friends. Because you know what? you at home studying on the SAT, ACT, making sure that you're going to get the right grades that's going to propel you into something for your future. So right. it's making sacrifices. Um, and sometimes people aren't willing to make those sacrifices to achieve success. Right. But that's all part of it. Well, you know, Tom, we only have four minutes left. We had a guest walk in the studio, Robert Midget. You know, Robert played in Wyoming. We let Robert, you know, say a little something. But, you know, I might have to go out of town next week, so Robert probably be doing the show. So go ahead, Robert. Man, the show about to go downhill. You got me. You got me running it. Uh, Take it Tom, to the top, Rob. You, you know what? Uh, I came in and I heard the last probably forty-five to fifty seconds of what you just said, and I heard you say sacrifice, and that's what it takes to be a professional. And I don't think you can say it any clearer than that. When you have a goal in mind, you want to do something. You're gonna have to give up. You're gonna have to give something up to do it. And uh, and that, and that sacrifice is the, what you're gonna have to do if you wanna if you wanna make it big. Uh, then you have to make it big. You just gotta be able to do something. Whatever you want that goal to be, you got to sacrifice to get there. And and Dominic, you there? This is Dominic yeah, um, Chuck's son online, Robert. So, Kim Chuck, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's his son Dominic on the line. Dominic was is Chuck on the line too. No, he's not. Oh, okay. Dominic, what's happening, man? Not much, man. Nope. Just trying to be a be a, be a professional. Learning how to be a professional. Uh, was that you just talking that about? Was, that was Thomas Lewis, another guy. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I was about to say, man, you wise beyond your years. <laughs> Daddy must be rubbing off on you. <laughs> but you know what, That's Dominique, what next week, you know, you want to call in again, Robert will be, you know, I'm going to try and talk him and doing it. You know, if not, we do it. He'll be in here. I'll be on the phone, whatever. But, you know, always call in, like Robert says, sacrifice, and you know, and you're going to do great. Yeah. I, I definitely believe in the sacrificing uh, to get what you want because it's not about hanging out. You know, the, the guys that's hanging out is not the ones being successful. Rob, we got one minute. Take it that, up. That's right. You know what? Uh, when we say sacrifice, we're not saying that you you need to live and you need to be in your parents' house. You need to go from there and go to school, and then that's it. We're not saying we're not saying that when we say sacrifice. What we're saying is 
you're going to have to do the things that somebody else like Thomas is Thomas like Thomas said before you're going to have to do the things that nobody else wants to do uh, you're going to have to run those gassers you're going to have to uh, run those quarter miles you're going to have to get up early in the morning and, and work out or run or you're going to have to study for that ACT or that SAT and not uh, go out and hang out at, at, at the party the next couple of weekends but we're, we're by no means saying not to be a teenager not to have fun but you need to put it in perspective. Mm-hmm. And like you say, you know, um, next week, call back in, Dominic. Thanks for being on there. Tell your dad you know thanks, and you keep working out. All right, thank you. And I'd like to thank my other guest, Thomas Lewis, that was on the line for calling in and giving us that great advice and what he, you know, said. And like I said, Robert Midget, if I could talk him into it, you know, you know, the show going to be a little different, you know, because Robert wearing that tight shirt, you know, we always thought about but, um, I got well, my onesie yeah, on. Yeah, the onesie on. So this is James Levin. We're hosting No One Loving at Sports Talk, and we'll see you next week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.